you have your Bibles, we're going to go to John chapter 12, verse 9 to 11. What if we could stand for the reading of the word like we used to in the old days? That would be nice. Excellent. John chapter 12, verse 9 says, Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, that they might see Lazarus also, whom he hath raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus, Lazarus also to death, because that by reason of him many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. We're going to talk about Lazarus, if I can say his name more properly more than once. It's going to be a rough night. Well, not the story that we usually think of when we think of Lazarus. If I had to give it a title, it would be The Power of Your Testimony. Let's pray one more time together. Jesus, hallelujah. God, I thank you for your, your spirit that's here. God, I thank you for being here. God, I pray in your name that your will be done. In Jesus' name, God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, God, remind us of what you've done for us, I pray. In the name of Jesus, God, let your will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Give me 20 minutes, maybe. We'll see how it goes. It's always that awkward when the music stops. It gets real quiet. Amen. Should play the whole time. Jesus was coming to the end of his ministry on earth um, as a man, I guess, whoever you want to say it. Uh, it was six days before the Passover when this starts to happen. It starts to, oh my word, let's start over. Okay. Six days before the Passover is when this happens, before he gets arrested and then he becomes, he gets tried and he gets crucified. And his life on earth as he's known it for the last 33 years is coming to an end, but there's a new beginning that's going to come. And he was... He was getting ready to die and then be resurrected and send his spirit to us and give us the ability to defeat sin and conquer death and get victory over, over all. And he's entering into that time when physically he wouldn't be there like he had been for his disciples. You know, that flesh and bone wouldn't be there like it had been all these years. And all they were going to have left was the spirit and the word and their testimonies. That's all they were, the disciples were going to have. And everywhere that he went, he left stories behind. People's lives were changed. You know, blind people were now seeing beggars or lame beggars on the street were now able to walk and get that job that they always wanted to get. They were able to provide for their, for their family. That Lepers were able to go home to their, their families that were no longer cast out and had to yell unclean everywhere they went. Demon-possessed people were restored and, and delivered and they got to you know, be with their families again. And the woman at the well, all these incredible things were, were happening. And everywhere that he went, he was doing incredible works, as we know. And, and then the story of Lazarus comes. And Lazarus was kind of a big deal. Jesus had raised people from the dead before, but usually, I don't know how to phrase this right, but they were freshly dead. <laughs> That's such a thing. Newly, newly dead. Um, someone on the way to a funeral procession, he healed. Or Jairus' daughter, you know, she had just passed away and he, he raised her up. Or things like that kind of 
they had just passed away. And, but Lazarus, this is different. Lazarus was buried for four days. He was dead for four days before he was raised. His sister said, surely by now he stinketh. <laughs> That's a good verse to quote. Take out of context. But Lazarus was buried for four days. And this was, this was a big thing. It wasn't something that was easily disputed. You, you couldn't reason this away. You couldn't say, oh, no, that never happened. You know, you can't fake that. You can't bury a guy for four days and then bring him out. He's going to run out of food and water. He's going to die. He's going to suffocate. You know, people fake all kinds of healings all, all over the place. You know, people pretend they're in wheelchairs and they get healed. They do, you know, we've heard all these scams that go around. But and this wasn't something that you could easily dispute. Everyone saw, everyone knew and heard that Lazarus had passed away. And everyone heard that Lazarus was raised from the dead. And this news was rocking the countryside. It was just spreading like wildfire. It said, much of the people, much of, oh my goodness. Much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And they came not for Jesus' sake only but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. Lazarus' testimony intrigued people. It made them interested in what was going on. You have to be honest. Like, if you went to your neighbor's funeral, right? You were there. You are helping. You know, his sisters are grieving. And you're all, here, we baked you a lasagna. Here's a cake. You know, take it home. Don't worry about it. We'll help you the next few days. You know, help you get through this. And you go to their funeral. And the next week, you see him mowing his lawn. Like, <laughs> it would be weird, yes. You'd be a little curious. I went to this man's funeral. We buried him. I saw them roll the stone. I saw his sisters weeping. And now he's out here on his lawn. I don't know. Whatever Lazarus did. It would cause people to be a little curious. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he died. What's going on here? How did this happen? Who did this? What? We saw this happen, and now what is going on? And it caused people to be curious. It said, much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. And people heard that Jesus was coming, and a lot of people knew, and word spread fast. This is before telephones, internet, Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is you use, Snapchat, if you're whatever. This is just old-fashioned people gossiping. The good old the <laughs> The good old days. Old-fashioned people talking. Hallelujah. <laughs> Going door to door. Hey, guess what happened? This is, Jesus is coming. Things are, we got we to find out. You know, Lazarus, he's out mowing his lawn. He was dead. Jesus is coming. They said that he raised him. I, we got to go see what's going on. Hallelujah. It caused a lot of commotion. It shook them up. It made a difference in their lives. Yes. The story of Lazarus. Yes. The first thing that our testimony should do is let people know that Jesus is there. Yes. And if we're not inviting people into his presence by sharing our testimony, then we're doing it wrong. We're making it about us. If we're not showing the world his presence, we're missing the point. Our job is to show people who Jesus is. Our job is to be his hands and his feet and his mouth and, and his heart and represent him to the world. And if people don't know that he's there, don't know that he's close, don't know that they can touch him, don't know that they, he can speak into their lives and work and heal and deliver, then, then we're missing something. Our testimony is meant to bring people to Jesus. Our testimony is meant to show people that there is a God that cares. 
It says, And they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. So people came to see Jesus because everywhere Jesus went, people came to see him. People wanted to be healed. People wanted to be delivered. They wanted to see things happen. Yes. But they came to see Jesus. But not only Jesus, they came because Lazarus was there too. Because they heard the testimony of Lazarus. They came to praise, they came to praise Jesus and to confirm that this crazy story that they had heard about Lazarus was true. They're like, hey, you see that guy? He was dead for four days. Hallelujah. That guy, look at him. Four days he was dead. They came because of Jesus and also to see Lazarus. And if your testimony isn't pointing people to Jesus, we're doing it wrong. People came to see Lazarus. Yes, they did. Some of them might have come just because Lazarus was there, not because Jesus was there. But by being there, by, by, by coming to see Lazarus and coming to confirm the stories and the rumors that they'd heard, they found themselves in the presence of God Almighty. In the presence of God, I haven't said this maybe in a week, anything can happen in the presence of God. Healing can happen. Deliverance can happen. Restoration, miracles, emotional healing, broken hearts can be mended. Forgiveness is in the presence of Jesus. And our testimony should point people to Jesus and put them in a position to have God work and move in their lives. If my testimony is not all about me. My story isn't just all about me. It's about what Jesus did in my life. Amen. It's about us together. Some people only came to see Lazarus. That's fine. Some people only come to church when we have a special event. Some people only come when we have a special speaker or go to camp or there's a missionary coming through town or whatever. You heard about some ministry that's coming through. Some people only come for that. That's fine. But the reason why they came was not overly important. It was important that they did come. Amen. Yeah. And when they came, they were in his presence. Yeah. That's why we got to have his presence here when people come so they can feel his presence because in his presence anything can happen. Because of Lazarus, some people were there that not, normally wouldn't have been there. Jesus had his people that followed him around. But this sparked something different. There were people that came only because Lazarus was there. Lazarus had a unique story. Just about all of us know somebody that's died. Not very few of us know somebody that was dead for four days and now he's mowing his lawn. We're going to keep that going. Lazarus was a unique story. They wanted to see him. <clears throat> he had a unique story. And each one of us has a unique story. Each one of us has a unique testimony that's ours and ours alone. <clears throat> and if we use it, there are people that only we can reach. There were people that were there only because Lazarus was there. And there are people that only I can reach with my testimony. There's people that only you can reach with your testimony. That you can impact. Your testimony is powerful and important. Sometimes we think, I'm not a big deal. Whatever, I'm not that big. Whatever. I'm not important. I'm just a random person. I'm just a kid. I'm just another person. I'm just, just another person that goes to church, you know, whatever. We think things like that, but it's important. Your story and your testimony is important because God's done incredible things in your life or he's going to do incredible things in your life 
that can touch somebody else's life. Your story is different. Your testimony is different than mine. Yes, we all have the same. We were saved by grace, baptized in his name. But there's a different story to each and every one of us. There's different things that we go through. There's different experiences we face. Our lives are different. There's things that Jesus has done in your life that hasn't happened in mine. And there's people that you can impact that I'll never be able to reach. I won't even meet them. Well, there's people that God's put in your plate and in your, in your path that you can reach with your testimony. Through the testimony of Lazarus, he put people in position to encounter Jesus. And Jesus gives us our testimony to empower us and to help us lead others to a place where they can encounter Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Does that make sense? Yes. The next verse says, but, this is a good one, but the chief priests, Consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. They wanted to kill Jesus, and I was like, you know what, we're going to kill Lazarus too. Some people wanted to put Lazarus to death because of his testimony. They wanted to kill him. Think about it. Lazarus has been there and done that. <laughs> this guy's been raised from the dead. We're going to kill him. Okay, that worked the last time. He'd been there and done that. He'd already died. He'd already done that. But their, their goal was just to put him to death again. I don't know. The first time didn't take. Let's try it again. Lazarus' whole testimony was that he had been raised from the dead. His whole testimony was built on the fact that he had been dead at one point. And they tried to quiet him. And they tried to discredit his testimony and undermine it and erase it and put him to death again for the second time. If they had killed him, they could have said, you know, this never happened. This never happened. They could quiet the testimony. And if they could quiet the testimony, they would stop the effect that it had. They were so upset, they tried to drag him back where he had come from. Yes. Lazarus had already been in the grave, and they were trying to put him back in it. Put him back where he had been, trying to drag him back where he came from. And when God does something incredible in our lives, there's always going to be someone that tries to come and undermine it and take it away. Amen. And tries to drag you back where you came from and try to put you back in the past. To pull you back into the past mistakes or the past failures or the past fallings. You get delivered and, and something tries to come and drag you back to where God brought you from. And try to bring you back and drag you down. Myself, this may shock you, I used to have a terrible temper. Sometimes it comes out when I preach. But I used to have a terrible temper. I was angry all the time. It was like a three-year window where I was just a raging ball of hormones or something. I don't know. 16 to 19, I was just angry at everyone. <laughs> just mad at the world. And my father had passed away. I blamed myself. I blamed everyone else. I just hated the world. I never felt like I fit in. I wasn't loved. And even though people try to tell me what I was, I'm like, get out of my face. Ah, I'm just angry all the time. I don't know. None of us know anybody else like that. <laughs> Just angry. And I would flip out and I would yell and I would fight with anybody that looked at me the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know if it was just a teenage thing or if it was me personally. I feel like there was a little more. I was just angry. And I've told you this story before where one day I just flipped out and I was, was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of being angry all the time. I'm tired of fighting with everyone. I'm tired of just being 
like this. And I went to my room and I prayed and I said, Jesus, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to go the rest of my life being so angry that I, just, I don't think I can take this. I want you to take it away. And I just put it at his feet like we say. And he took it away. And, you know, sometimes I still get mad, but I don't have that crazy rage that I used to. But still, people remind me of that. Even though God took that away from me. Sometimes my family will remind me that you've got a temper. I know I've been delivered from that, but you know, let's bring it up. That's the way it is sometimes. When God delivers us from something, somebody likes to bring it up. Try to put us back in that place. And every time God does something, someone else seems to try to discredit it. Yeah. Like Lazarus. He was raised from the dead and they try to put him back in that grave. Yeah. <clears throat> they tried to silence Lazarus and send him back and shut him up. They didn't want to hear about what Jesus had done in his life. And there's always going to be those people. There's always going to be people that don't get it. And that's okay. Let them, let them be mad. Don't fight with them. Right. Maybe you're not the one to reach them anyway. Oh, yeah. Maybe they wish what had Happen to you, happen to them. Who knows why, why they're acting the way they are. Just let them, whatever. Don't worry about it. Lazarus didn't worry about it. God took care of him. But they still got upset with Lazarus. And later on in that chapter, in verse 17 to 19, it says, The people therefore that was with him, when he called Lazarus out of his grave and raised him from the dead, bear record. For this cause the people also met him, for that they heard that he had done this miracle. And the Pharisees therefore said among themselves, Perceive ye how... Perceive ye how ye prevail nothing. Behold, the world is gone after him. The whole world is gone after him because of what happened to this man. Because of this testimony. Because of what God did in this man's life. The whole world has changed. The whole world has turned around. They're following after him. That's how powerful your testimony is. And these people were upset because they were losing control. The past doesn't like to see you delivered because it can't control you anymore. The enemy doesn't like to see you delivered because he no longer has any control on your life. He's losing control and he'll try to bring you back and try to take you back to where you were delivered from, where God's brought you out of. And he'll try to bring you back because he doesn't like to lose control. But the testimony is evidence that you've been changed. Death thought that it had Lazarus. Four days is a long time, but he was delivered from it and then death came back for him. If you've been set free, you are free. If Jesus has delivered you from anything, you are delivered. I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care if anyone tries to come and throw your past up in your face. If he's delivered you, if he set you free, you are free. Hold on to that testimony. Don't let anybody else take that from you. Don't let anybody try to undermine what God's done in your life. If he's healed you, he's healed you. If he's delivered you, he's delivered. If he set you free, he set you free. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what the past says. It doesn't matter how many times it gets thrown up in your face. If he's delivered you, you've been delivered because sooner or later something or someone is going to try to come and undo all of that and try to take it away. John 8 and 36 says, If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. If he set you free, you are set free. I don't care what anyone else says. 
If you are free, you are free. Hold on to that testimony. Hold on to that word from God. If you've been delivered, you have been delivered. Don't let anyone cause you to doubt. Don't let anyone bring it back and try to drag you back to where you came from. Don't let anyone try to steal your testimony or take away your joy. Hold on to that. If you've been set free, you have been set free indeed. There's no doubt about it. If he's delivered you, he has delivered you. There's two powerful weapons that we have. The blood of Jesus that washes away our sin. The blood of Jesus that cleanses us and heals us. And we have our testimony. Revelation 12 and 11 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Your testimony has power. Your testimony is what's going to carry you through. Hold on to what God has done in your life. Trials are going to come. Hold on to it. You're going to make it. Jesus did that for you. Jesus delivered you. If, that, if he delivered you once, he can do it again. He never changes. <clears throat> it's one thing to hear the testimony of someone else, but when you get it for yourself, when he does something in your life, Nobody can take that from you. Hold on to that. <clears throat> because, by, because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. <clears throat> Lazarus' testimony, the first thing that it did was it led people to a place where they could experience Jesus. The second thing it did was it upset the enemy. The third thing it did was it actually caused people to believe in Jesus. It says, by reason of him, many went away and believed on Jesus. By reason of him, because of Lazarus, many people believed on Jesus. It wasn't enough just for him to introduce people to Jesus, to bring them into his presence, give them victory over the past. His testimony was so Powerful that people actually turned from what they believed and believed on him. They actually lived for him after this moment. His testimony was so powerful that other people's lives were changed by his testimony. There were people that were on the fence and they made up their mind. There were people that didn't know, but now they knew. And his testimony changed their lives. Testimony can not only change my life, but it can change someone else's too. It doesn't only just change your life. It changes your families. It changes your friends. It changes the people that you work with. His testimony not only changed his life, but it changed theirs too. Your testimony is powerful. Your story is powerful. What God's done in your life is powerful. You have anointing. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You are important and you matter. He doesn't just save anyone. He saved you because he loves you, because you are valuable to him. You have a purpose. Your testimony is powerful. Lazarus's testimony inspired faith and others received and they believed. And your testimony can do the same. Can inspire faith. Can see lives change. See people believe. See people receive things from God. That's why we used to have testimony services. We don't do it so much anymore because some people don't know when to sit down. <laughs> but I remember them growing up. The pastor used to handpick people because he knew people that wouldn't go too long, you know. We were in Benin. Lady got up to testify. 25 minutes, I think it was. The pastor eventually took the mic from her. It was like, 
We didn't know what was going on. It was in like falling. We didn't even know. It was crazy. Our kids were like, what's going on? Our testimony is powerful. I remember testimony services and some of these stories I heard from people in our church growing up. I'll never forget. There were people that used to sleep in doorways, just struck out on drugs. It was so cool. They didn't have nowhere to go. They would just find a doorway, someone's house that was in a little bit off the street, and they would go to sleep. Someone would kick them off the steps in the morning saying, get out of here. There are people that I, I know that were, have been abused and gone through horrible things, and God brought them out. And there are people that, you know, one guy was in the war, and he, said, he used to say, that's where I learned how to pray, in the trenches when the bullets are flying. I learned how to pray. I see marriages fall apart, and they put back together. I've seen all of these things. I remember growing up and hearing these stories and seeing these people, and it was awesome. And all those stories impacted me, impacted my life. I thought, you know, if God can do that for them, if that guy that's going through a divorce can continue to worship and continue to pray, then surely I can get over my feelings and just worship. He's going through hell right now and he can worship. Surely I can just put aside my own little problems and worship. And his testimony impacted me and kept me going. <clears throat> Your testimony can impact somebody else. Someone else's eternity can be impacted with your testimony. So share it, what Jesus has done. Lazarus was just one story in the Bible. There's many others. There was a lady at the well. She told everyone and turned her town upside down. Everyone knew this lady. When God, Jesus spoke to her and changed her life, everybody knew. Everybody heard about it. There was the demoniac and the Gadarenes, and the whole town was so freaked out by the fact that this guy was now delivered and clothed in his right mind. They're like, Jesus, you got to get out of here because we don't know what's happening. And later they're like, you got to come back. But it just shook the whole town. It changed the whole town. Jesus' brothers, they were against him his whole life. Imagine having Jesus as your older brother. The bar is set pretty high. But after the cross, after the resurrection, they changed their story. And you know, one of them, James, wrote the book that we studied and offended some people. But <laughs> there was Saul who was a murderer who was out arresting people, Christians, and throwing them in jail and, and having them killed and held the coats while, while Stephen was stoned. And he... He came in contact with Jesus. Stephen's testimony impacted his life. And he, he was changed because of that. And, and, and Saul became Paul. And his testimony impacts us still. Yes. Yes. We read through it. It's still impacting. Yes. At the beginning of the church in Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, They prayed and the place was shaken where they were assembled together. They're all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they all spake the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Their testimony, the witness that they, they had, the, the testimony, the things that they saw gave grace upon them all. And God moved through the testimony of the apostles in the early church, and it was incredible. And the testimony means that you were there. If you go to court and somebody testifies... They were there. They saw it. They heard it. They experienced something. Testimony means that you experienced it. You lived through it. And there's power in that. And nobody can take that away. Your testimony 
matters. It's part of you. It's who you are. Your testimony matters. It's a tool. It's a gift from God to lead people into his presence, to have victory over the past, to see lives change for eternity, to lift the faith of those around us. It's not about me. It's about what he's done in my life. We have the music, possibly. But here's the thing. I didn't come on with this, so don't think I'm super clever or anything. As you know, I'm not. But you don't get a testimony without the test. You have to go through something to get a testimony. A testimony means that you experience something. You cannot have a testimony unless you've experienced something. I would never have experienced God deliver me from that rage. I was never that angry in the first place. Never had known him as the father that I desperately wanted if I hadn't lost mine. Lazarus' testimony is incredible. He was raised from the dead. But in order for that to happen, Lazarus had to die first. We all want that incredible testimony, but he had to go through that death. His sisters, his family was impacted by that. He had to die first in order to be raised from the dead. I know that, I know we know that it's common sense, but in order for this to happen, one another thing had to happen. David, before he became king, he had to go through a mess. Joseph, before he saw his dreams fulfilled, he had to go through false accusations, be thrown in prison so he could be positioned to see that dream come to place, come to pass. Whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're struggling with right now, whatever you're facing tonight is going to become your testimony. What you're struggling with, what you're battling through, the test, the trial that you're facing in your home, that you're facing in your lives is going to become your testimony. So keep going, keep trusting, keep living for him, keep believing, keep worshiping, keep praying, keep being faithful because the test is going to become the testimony. John eleven forty three to 44. When he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Lazarus was dead for four days. That's a pretty serious trial. It's a pretty big thing to go through. And many of us have had it worse. Be dead for four days. He had it pretty bad. It was pretty rough. Being dead, I assume. But in the middle of that, Jesus called Lazarus, come forth. He brought him out. And in the middle of your trial, he's calling, come forth. Come forth. Linda, come forth. Eunice, come forth. Raymond, come forth. Betty, come forth. He's calling in the middle of your trial. Come forth. He's going to bring you out of this test. He's going to bring you out of this trial. And this is going to become your testimony. This is going to be used to impact people around you that change lives for eternity. This test 
that you're going through is going to become your testimony. Come forth. Amen. Let's all stand, please. I went way longer than I intended. Hallelujah. It's a different kind of message. Alter couple ways. Hallelujah. May your testimony matters. Hold on to what God's done for you. And if you're in the middle of something, he's calling you out. He's going to bring you out. Hallelujah. Let's just find a place and pray. Just tell him I trust you. I'm coming out. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to come out of this. Thank you for what you've done in my life. I know you've done so many things before. You're going to continue to work. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just pray and thank him and, and, and commit to him that we're going to stay and we're going to trust and we're going to follow and let him lead us. In Jesus' name, come forth. In Jesus' name. Glory, the Lord.